Welcome to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. I'm Father Sean Wilson. With me is uh, Julia Monin. How are you doing today, Julia? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Father Sean? Oh, I'm just dandy. I, I'm liking the view a little bit better this week. The view's week. better, huh? Yeah. You got used to the view last time, though. I did. <laughs> I did. By the way, if you missed out on last episode, please check it out on YouTube or the PetersburgParishes.org website. Um, you missed a site on Father Wilson over here. So just check it out. Yeah. You don't even have to listen. Just pull it up and check out the thumbnail. <laughs> the thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, woof. <laughs> woof. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I did get used to it, but we're here and yeah. now I'm looking at a much younger you. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel lighter, um, <laughs> cooler, a bit breezier on the on the upper lip. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now we've, we've let people in. That's good. Yeah. We don't want to leave people hanging. No, no. Yeah. I, you know, we do that a lot. We do. Like, uh, watch, I emailed you this video and then people have to wait a whole week to see, find out what it is. Mm-hmm. And then they just, we did get, I did get one text message that some, you got that too, though. <laughs> Somebody was very disappointed that they'll never get four minutes of their life back of guy on the Buffalo. Yeah. Have you got any comments about people watching this video? Grace? Oh, people have asked. People have asked Grace what video it was. In her words, she was ashamed to explain. <laughs> it's so funny, guys. It's so bad. Would, Don't waste your time. I would but love also, to it's like, funny. I would love to watch uh, Grace describe it in detail. Listen, you don't have to convince me on a grace cam. That's right. I'm already in. I'm already in. So Mm. my vote has not changed. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's no more comments. Well, I realize that grace and guys start with the same letter, only one syllable. So I'm sure I'll figure out some way to include grace on a buffalo. I'm sorry, grace. (laughs) I apologize on his behalf. I, I should. I, I said this earlier with my husband. Somebody was in the room with my husband, and he made some corny joke. And I said, "You've been coming around long enough that I don't have to apologize for him anymore, right?" She said, "No, you don't have to apologize." I feel like I need to ask you that same question. You've worked with him for long enough now that I don't have to apologize for him. Okay, she's used to it. Yeah, she's used to having her name thrown in on a buffalo. Yeah, so. I dare say she enjoys it. She would never say it, but. <laughs> All right, we should. You know pray. what's fun though, for me to be like a mirror to Grace. So, mm. like, since she won't give me Grace Cam, then I can just mirror what she's doing. She just did this, so that's fun for me too. Yeah. Okay. Enough picking on Grace. Enough picking on Grace. Name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you this. Op- or we give thanks for this opportunity to reflect on the Most Holy Eucharist and the Fourth Eucharistic Prayer. We ask that you may send forth your Holy Spirit upon us, upon all of those listening and all of those struggling in any way, that they may always know your love and the power of the offering of the sacrifice of the Mass. We entrust this into the Blessed Virgin Mary's hand and ask that you may hear all of our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. What are we talking about today, Father Yeah, that's a great question. Besides guys and buffaloes. Besides guys, buffaloes, (laughs) mustaches. The fourth Eucharistic prayer is where the dart fell. So we are, as I'm sure everybody knows, maybe not everybody knows, but we're having a year of the Eucharist in our parishes this year. So we're, we've got a dart board with all different Eucharistic things. And this month or this week, sorry, it fell on the fourth Eucharistic prayer, which is mm-hmm. kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give us just a little, um, like we're going to play 
interviewer interviewee today oh, on today's okay. episode. I didn't warn you of that. That's, no, you said you had some questions. So, so give I, us just like, give us a better understanding of like an overview of the different Eucharistic prayers. Yeah. So uh, there's four kind of standard Eucharistic prayers. Mm-hmm. And, but there's, there's a couple extra ones, but I don't know how many people are like the Eucharistic prayer for various needs. There's four of those use two Eucharistic prayers for reconciliation. Um, I, I, I never really use those. So the four though, um, so the Eucharistic prayer starts with a preface, right? The Lord be with you and with your spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It's right and just. And then there's a preface for the Eucharistic prayer. So it is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, blah, 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 blah. And then the preface ends with the Sanctus, with the Holy, 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 and then you get into the rest of the Eucharistic prayer. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about the fourth Eucharistic prayer is it has its own preface. So the preface for the fourth Eucharistic prayer is not interchangeable. You have to use that one. Whereas, so um, Mm. the one, if you use the third Eucharistic prayer, there is no preface that comes with it. You could, there's the, you know, there's prefaces for, there's like six for Sundays in ordinary time. There is two for apostles. There's uh, a specific preface for the feast of the sacred heart. Like, so basically the fourth Eucharistic prayer, you can't use if there's another feast day going on because you have to be able to use the specific preface for those feast days. Wow. Yeah. So the fourth Eucharistic prayer Generally, you can use it on a daily mass when there's no like saints, like you don't have to use, you know, mm-hmm. um, the preface of pastors, right? St. John Vianney's feast day, you got to use preface of pastors, can't use fourth Eucharistic prayer. You can use it on weekdays in uh, weekdays in ordinary time mm-hmm. when there's no other preface, like Lent, you have to use the Lent preface. Mm-hmm. Or you can use it on Sundays in ordinary time. Mm-hmm. So that's the only time that you can use this fourth Eucharistic prayer if there's no preface that has to be used. That That's like fun fact. I yeah. really like to know that. Thank you. You already taught me something. Great. My second question, how long in your process of uh, priestly pre- preparation and formation did it teach you or did it take you to learn like where to go in your missile with all this prefaces here and prayer is yeah. here and this is here. Like when you're up at the altar and you're flipping through mm-hmm. that book, how long did that take you to figure it out? So I went to college seminary at Bishop Simon Brute college seminary mm-hmm. in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and father Bob Robeson, our rector insisted. And we always thought, cause he just didn't want to do it himself mm-hmm. that the servers turn the pages. I realized later it's because he wanted us to know where everything was. Mm-hmm. So our first year in the seminary, we had to learn where all the pages were because mm-hmm. you had to flip, you had to flip the ribbons for him. He would want us to help set the missile. Um, so he was, a, you know, I could say so many things about father Bob. Another, one of his many great traits is he just forced, you know, he, a priest at the altar. Sometimes you're like, I, I just want to, I want things to be the way I like mm-hmm. them. I, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, he would let the guys, turn the pages. Sometimes you'd have to, you know, help out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So pretty early on, we had to figure it out and it was trial by fire. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I started praying the liturgy, the hours, like to just actually figure out how to actually work my way through a bereavery, I needed a separate class to earn a doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're still, still working on that. Huh? I still, I still do. We, yeah, we pray and I'm like, now where are we at? Yeah. Where do we go? What's this called again? Now, what do we do here? Anyway, so, ribbons are confusing. They are. No, they are. okay. So we're we have to do the preface that goes with this Eucharistic prayer for. And okay. there's a certain reason why that is. Yeah. Uh, for this Eucharistic prayer. Yeah. Why? Well, so that's going to get to the origin of this okay. this Eucharistic prayer. Like, so we're going to dive in. So let's do it. The general instruction of the Roman Missal. So that's like 
It's like the instructions for mass has a little description of each of the Eucharistic prayers. And um, so what it says about Eucharistic prayer four is it has an invariable preface. It means you can't change the preface, right? We already talked about that. And gives a fuller summary of salvation history. and may be used when a mass has no preface of its own. Sunday's an ordinary time. Because of its structure, oh, there's nothing for the dead. All right. So basically, all we got from that, of me <laughs> saying that, was it gives a fuller picture of salvation history. And as we, and, and that's really leads right up to the institution narrative of the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. If you've heard this, like it starts with creation, the creation of the angels, the creation of God creating the earth. And then it gets, when it, it ends with the angels, mm-hmm. and then that's where the Holy Holy comes in, right? Because that's the song of the angels. That's one of the really beautiful things about this. And then it moves to the creation of humanity, and it moves through that loss of friendship with God. That's a great line in there. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then he sent his own son, for God so loved the world. That like gets, like there's all sorts of great little biblical references. And then it gets to the part where it says about sending forth the Holy Spirit. And then we have the epiclesis, the calling down of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit upon the gifts of bread and wine. Mm-hmm. So for those who uh, don't know, the epiclesis is that part of Mass where the priest puts his hands over the, the bread and wine, calling down the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit will transform them into the body and blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally the bells get rung at that part. Hopefully they do at your parish. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. Greek lesson for the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what epiclesis actually means. In mm, Greek, but it's, disappointing. it's Greek to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for laughing. I hope that on the thumbnail, that was one of the pictures that shows oh, up is yeah. me making that face. If so, choose it. Please it do. will definitely be me doing this because yeah. that happens every time. I don't know how to talk without my hands. In fact, today for fun fact, I was telling, I was talking to somebody, I was drinking coffee. I literally put my coffee down so that so I that could, could finish talk with your hands. talking. And I noticed I did that. I put yeah. that down so I could talk with my hands. Mm. It's a personal problem. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. So the, um, so, I mean, if we're, we're talking Eucharistic prayers, this is just mm-hmm. so in uh, before the the missile came as it is in 1970, mm-hmm. there was just one Eucharistic prayer. So the first Eucharistic prayer, sometimes called the Roman Canon in the Latin, right? Catholic Church. It was the only one. So these the other three are new additions. Um, this one, the fourth Eucharistic prayer has like um, Eastern Catholic influences. They say it's a kind of a, a great ecumenical step between the East and the West of the Catholic Church. It's got um, Antioch, so like Syria, Western Syria, uh, Antioch. It's kind of, it's, it was taken from that area. area. So it's not like the Roman. It's, that's, that's what makes it so different. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's really, it's really quite beautiful. I actually mm. really, really like it. It was really beautiful to even just preparing to be here today to like yeah. read through it prayerfully. And again, words like you hear over and over and over again at mass, but um, take on new meeting, take time to actually contemplate with them. Um, do you have a, do you have, I know this one can only be prayed at certain times, right? You've already explained that, mm-hmm. but do you have like a personal preference of one that you really feel especially drawn to? Or is it like gospels with you? Don't ask you that question. Don't, you like yeah, them all. don't ask me that question. <laughs> they all have their things like, so we'll get to the third Eucharistic prayer at some point. Mm-hmm. There's a, a blank space to insert the saint of the day, mm-hmm. right? There's a saint of the day. That's great. The first Eucharistic prayer is just like tried and true old mm-hmm. faithful. Mm-hmm. And you get all of those saints that you get to list. Mm-hmm. You can omit them if you want. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, yeah. 
I like the fourth Eucharistic prayer too, because of that whole salvation history. Like it tells mm-hmm. the whole outline of God's story with humanity there at the start, which mm-hmm. is really kind of beautiful. And then I also like after the consecration, it includes about Christ's descent into the realm of the dead, yes. which I really, I, that's, that's such an often forgotten mystery. Mm-hmm. I love the Holy Saturday uh, illusion. There. I, when I was praying about with this last or yesterday, I thought about that and thought about you and yeah, what you always point out on Holy Saturday and the beauty that we encounter as a Christian faith on Holy Saturday. And yes, that did encompass that here in this Eucharistic prayer. So therefore, Lord, as we now celebrate the memorial of our redemption, we remember Christ's death and his descent to the realm of the dead. We proclaim his resurrection and his ascension to your right hand. And as we await his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood, the sacrifice acceptable to you, which brings salvation to the whole world. That part you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what else with this? Um, well, we could walk through it, but mm-hmm. one of the things that kind of struck me mm-hmm. is, and I don't know, I didn't do like a comparison, like a study or anything. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was the word you came up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's directed to the Father and talking to the Father in the second person, like pronoun. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times the Eucharistic prayers, oh Lord, right? We're, we're talking to him, but there was something about, I just it just kind of struck me, but how often we say you, you, you like, this is really who we're talking to. And there's a bit of familiarity with it that we're not using a divine name like Lord. Um, but we're actually, we're, we're, there's a, there's a certain intimacy with mm. the Lord. So mm. I don't know. That kind of just struck me in all nice. this for him to be glorified by you, father, most holy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, but he sent the Holy spirit from you father. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. Okay, what what can we as a lay faithful participating in this part of the mass? What what can we do to enter more fully into this? Like, mm. do you have any recommendations for us? Like, like I don't know. Should we pull out our hymnals and follow along? Should we try to just enter into it more prayerfully when our child isn't crawling on us? <laughs> you know. Anyway, how how can we enter into this part of the mass? more actively, I guess is the question I'm asking you. Yeah. I think like just entering into it. Right. Mm -hmm. So whether that means, and so for some people pulling it out and following along is, is the way that they do that. Mm -hmm. Um, other people, they can listen really attentively, I think, and letting yourself get lost in some of it, right. You don't have to follow along with every word, but maybe Mm -hmm. there's something right. You alone are good, the source of life Mm -hmm. and that the title source of life for God, you just kind of get lost in it fine, stop mm-hmm. and pray. Um, you know, you don't have to actively just kind of every word and, and you know, if, if things get lost, fine. And that's what the mm-hmm. bells are for, right? The bells be like, Oh, let's bring us back at this point. And mm-hmm. so as long as we're praying the mass, I, I think it's okay to get lost in the mass because it, it, it doesn't need it for, um, like I have to say all the words, right? I have to make sure there's an intention behind it and I'm not screwing things up because that, that's not going to be good. Um, but for the members of the laity, you, you really, you don't have to follow along with every word. So to, to give yourself a chance just to pray mm-hmm. and maybe there's something that strikes you or, you know, you even think about all the angels that are there, right? With the song of the angels and like, and you just get lost in the fact that there's all of these angels here present praising the Lord. And this is, this is our goal of life to be here for all eternity with the blessed Virgin Mary, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with all the angels and saints. Like, we should be stopped in mm. awe of that. And, and the music will come back and, you know, sounds kind of draw us back in at certain points. So, 
Um, yeah. That's awesome advice. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, no problem. So you gave us permission to get lost in the prayer and to let, that's awesome. That's thank you so much. He gave us permission to get distracted. No, mm. that's not what you were saying. But right, that, right. Yeah, yeah. If you're thinking your shopping list or like, <laughs> are the Browns going to win today? Uh, um, then, then that's a little something different, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like that Lexio Divina approach. Like when something strikes you, allow yourself to kind of be led there. And mm-hmm. um, I love that. Okay, good. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know what I particularly loved about this Eucharistic prayer? I did love that it gave us this whole salvation history all at a glance. But I also loved this part where um, it says made incarnate by the Holy spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He shared our human nature and all things, but sin to the poor. He proclaimed the good news of salvation to prisoners freedom and to the sorrowful of heart joy. And of course, these are not words that I've heard for the first time, but I just really, for some reason that really struck me this time when reading this and praying with us and thinking about how poor we are, how much we are imprisoned, right? How much we're really struggling in this, mm-hmm. with our lives here and in this world. And he's coming here and speaking, what? Speaking peace and bringing this peace with him. It was just so comforting yeah. <laughs> to my soul. So anyway. And even the uniqueness of that line of those lines that you just mentioned, it's the only Eucharistic prayer that mentions the public ministry of Jesus, mm. right? Normally this, this is the part where we mention his sacrifice on the cross, his offering to the father, his resurrection will get mentioned the, the night of the last supper when he was betrayed, all of those come in the Eucharistic prayer. But the, this is the unique thing of the fourth Eucharistic prayer that it's going through the story of God's, um, of God's interaction with humanity, that it mentions mm. the public ministry of Jesus, which is really kind of like, it's important, the public ministry of Jesus. Jesus didn't just come to die. Mm-hmm. He came to bring life um, to mm-hmm. us, and he does that through his ministry and mm. consoling hearts. So mm. do we need to, like, actually, does everybody know what salvation history is? Ooh, good. Take a vocab break. That's a great vocab idea. Vocab break? Yeah, it do. Explain to that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically it's this idea that as history unfolds, mm-hmm. God's relationship with humanity um deepens. Mm-hmm. And of course it starts in this great place in the garden of Eden, but as humanity loses friendship with God, and that's, that's in here. Um, we give you praise for you fashioned all your works in wisdom and love. Um, and when through disobedience, he had lost your friendship. You did not abandon him to the domain of death. So basically salvation history is like, how does God not abandon us? And he begins mm-hmm. to call people back to himself. And we see this in the old Testament a lot, right? Like Starts with Abraham, then the and in his in his his lineage, and then and Moses leads the people out of Egypt, and so it's this ongoing deepening and developing of the relationship between God with His people, because He's constantly mm-hmm. trying to draw them back to Himself. So we hear this in uh, even the Old Testament's briefly mentioned, right? Time and again, you offered them covenants, right? Covenants, these promises, whether it's with Abraham, Moses, David, um, and through the prophets, taught them to look forward to salvation. And then, and you so love the world, Father most holy, right? John 3, 16, God so loved the world Mm -hmm. that in the fullness of time, letter to the Galatians, God sent his son in the fullness of time, born of the virgin, like, which is just, we're just, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you call it? Hyperlinking all the Bible right here, right? (laughs) Copy and paste in. That's right. (laughs) You sent your only begotten son made incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary and shared our human nature in all things, right? So that's Mm -hmm. the whole mystery of the incarnation of God's birth Mm -hmm. in humanity. So, so then it gets to that mm. part you just mentioned about mm-hmm. the public ministry. And then to accomplish your plan, he gave himself up to him death, rose from the dead. 
and that we might live no longer for ourselves. Isn't that great? Like, mm-hmm. who'd he send so that we may go out? He sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the first fruits of those um, uh, who believe, so that bringing perfection, his work in the world, he might sanctify creation to the full. And then we get into the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, calling down of the Holy Spirit. Wow. So from a, another question for you. Okay. From a priestly perspective, what is, what is this like being a priest at the altar, calling down the Holy Spirit, praying the Eucharistic prayer, entering into that from the priest's point of view? It's actually the exact opposite of what I told you earlier of what the laity <laughs> can do, right? Because yeah. you can get lost. And every now and then, you know, a lot of times it is you get lost in the prayer, but every now and then you get lost in like, oh, what do I got to do? Oh, I got this baptism. I forgot to put out a towel. The baby's going to be soaked. Mm-hmm. Right. And you get lost on other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but you, you know, for like the good of the people, you have to kind of, you have to be focused. I mean, I guess that's not always the case. Like you think Padre Pio it said it would take him like three hours to celebrate mass. Padre Pio wasn't a diocesan priest though, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that seems like an excuse. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. seems like an excuse for not entering into the heights of ecstasy while you're (laughs) celebrating each and every mass. Yeah. (laughs) That was a joke. That's a gift, right? It was a joke. (laughs) Yeah. It was a joke. I know. I know. But that is, that is, it is interesting to think about that, that, um, yeah, he received that gift that he was really mystically entering into the Holy sacrifice of mm-hmm. the mass that he couldn't physically keep himself like moving through the Holy sacrifice of the mass. And that's the way it should be, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the way that, I mean, if you think about what's happening, mm-hmm. right, we're being represented with Christ's sacrifice on Calvary at this point. If, if, if it's just like whatever, mm-hmm. that so, something's wrong with us. It's not mm-hmm. something's wrong with the mass, but we we're missing it. Maybe we just don't know enough. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that's happening or maybe we're indifferent or maybe we, we've got other things that are more important than Jesus in our lives. Mm -hmm. So if it is what we say it is, yeah, we should, we should probably just like lay down and die. I, I had a, um, uh, mentor of mine, uh, who, who just prays a, an incredibly beautiful mass. I will not mention his name. I don't want to embarrass him, but praise an incredibly beautiful mass each and every time. And I remember commenting to him on that once, like just how beautiful he enters into the mass. And he pulled me aside and he said, well, on the day of my ordination, you know, I asked the Lord in prayer that, and I asked him to never let me say the mass but that I always pray the mass. And mm. he said, and the Lord granted me that request. So like that, he, that really that grace to really each and every time more than just, I'm saying this, this is what I have to do here. And of course we are all human and that happens, yeah. but really to enter into it prayerfully. Um, but again, we as the laity on the other side of the altar certainly know what it's like to get distracted as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yep. Okay. All right. So what else with this, especially that you want your people to know? Um, I guess, so we get into the institution part and the mm-hmm. interesting thing about all four Eucharistic prayers, the consecration is the same through it, right? Take this, all of you in need of it. This is my body given up for you. I'm not holding any bread. There's no intention. Nothing be, mm-hmm. just became the Eucharist. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if that, I don't know if that disclaimer needed to be said, I, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't hurt. Right. Right. So those are, those are the same, even if the words kind of between it and kind of the lead up to it are a mm-hmm. little different. The words of institution are the same in all four. 
And then there's kind of a, there's a, a, a similar pattern after the consecration in all of the Eucharistic prayers. So the part immediately following is called the anamnesis, basically the, the offering. So that's where, right, therefore, Lord, as we now celebrate this memorial, we offer you his body and blood, the sacrifice acceptable to you. So Christ has been made present on the altar, mm-hmm. and then we offer that perfect sacrifice of Christ on the cross. So that mm-hmm. always happens immediately after the uh, the consecration, right? This offering, and then comes the petitions, right? It's the and the Eucharistic first Eucharistic prayer is slightly different because the petitions are before and after. But after, right? We pray for the Pope, all the clergy, the bishops, those who take part in this offering, those gathered here, your entire people, and all who seek you a sincere heart. We pray for the dead, and then we pray for the intercession of all the saints, right? The Blessed Virgin Mary. The one word, so there's a similar structure, I guess, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying between all of these Eucharistic prayers. Yeah, <laughs> I thought there was more. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, so as a as a layperson, I think we talked about this last week. I think, but we talked about um, really what happens when we enter into the mass, and it's like our highest point of prayer, right? And so many times, as a layperson, we can make prayer perhaps sometimes more difficult than it needs to be, right? Because we have these certain devotional prayers that we're in the habit of saying, and we've promised certain people we'll pray for them, and oh yeah, I need to pray for my priest, I need to pray for my bishop, and oh yeah, I need to pray for the souls in purgatory, and it can become really overwhelming, right? Because then prayer just becomes this list that we have to Mm -hmm. cross off, and oh, I forgot to pray for that person, I thought I'd pray for them. This part of the Eucharistic prayer is such a beautiful part to like throw all of these people you've promised to pray for the ones you remember and the ones you've forgotten and just like put them on the altar. Right. And I, this, this part, you're already, the priest is already saying that like, we're praying for our Pope. We're praying for our Bishop. We're praying for the clergy. We're praying for all these people. We're, We're then we do this litany, right. We're asking the saints for their intercession. So really we just enter fully into this and, we've got these bases covered, right? right? Um, so if you're someone who's participating in mass, even on a daily basis, like you can take some of that pressure off of you that I've got to say X, Y, Z prayer right. or else, by the way, take that pressure off of you, even if you're yeah, not, even if you're not a mass daily, going to mass daily, but really enter into this and trust that the Lord is hearing our prayers here mm-hmm. at the altar. Right. Um, yeah. You know, the only reason I would ever want to be a Bishop is so that every mass in the diocese, people would pray for me. Yeah. It's very selfish of you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But that that, that would be the consolation, right? Yeah. And then, okay, they're praying for me at right. every mass in the diocese. Right. That'd be kind of cool. Right. But everything else would be awful. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Except the hats. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to know. You ever been to a mass where the bishop did that part of the Eucharistic prayer himself? Have you I know? ever been? Yeah. So for, for Francis, our Pope, mm. and me, your unworthy servant. For whatever reason, that's like that's the line that gets if he doesn't pray. And for Dennis, your bishop, <laughs> right? For me, our bishop. Hey, you guys, me, me yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah, but he say, he does say, "For me, your unworthy uh-huh. servant." Right. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, yeah, it really is. Mm, that's good stuff. What about the? Um, have you ever like refl- like read about um, like the, our mystical saints that have come before us that have talked about? like the altar, like our souls themselves become an altar where God mm. is, um, where God is worshiped, where God is glorified, where the sacrifice is happening. It's beautiful to think about that too. Like what is actually happening at that altar? And then to think about how God can use you as this, this to glorify him, I guess is my point. Anyway, it's a mystical side of thing. I spent some time reflecting on that's really beautiful too. Yeah. You know what else I like spent time thinking about, you know, there's a time to speak and a time to be silent. And even that act of 
the your what is that actually called the hymnal you use or it's not the hymnal the missile the missile thank you mm-hmm. like there's a time that that's closed and a time that that's open a time that that's on the altar a time that that's off the altar and mm. like even looking at all of that looking at it in a mystical perspective oh, like okay. and, and like your soul like there's a time to speak there's a time to be silent did you just read the book of ecclesiastes or something i don't know time to live and a time to die i got a mass a lot i have a lot of time to think about these yeah. things so but it's true isn't it you get a lot of homilies to ignore <laughs> exactly that's <laughs> not true that's not true i'm very fed by the homilies in uh, our parishes whatever. So. <laughs> the correct response to that is thank you praise oh, the lord yeah yeah is it? <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah. What else? What else do you want your people? I don't know if there's anything else about uh, about this fourth Eucharistic prayer. I'm trying to think if there's any little any little nuggets. Mm. I do like so near the end to all of us, your children, grant a merciful merciful Father that we may enter into a heavenly inheritance. Thinking of that word inheritance a lot because I've had to talk recently about the story of the prodigal son who wants his the share of his inheritance right away. And our inheritance is this heavenly inheritance. And there's other people that get part of this inheritance, right? With the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, all the angels and saints. Like we we share an inheritance with them. And if you share an inheritance with somebody, it means your family. Mm. Like these are our family members. They should be. The saints are are not just some people that lived a long time ago that we hear their stories that we try to imitate, but we feel terrible because we can't. But they're actually like our family members are actually walking alongside us, mm. encouraging us. So yeah, the idea of an inheritance that we share with all of these other um, saints, other members of the church, really, the church mm-hmm. in heaven. Where is it in the Eucharistic prayer or we're at? Do we do, does that get said on whose constant intercession we rely for unfailing help in the first eucharistic prayer like that those words whose constant intercession we rely on for unfailing unfailing help help. i'm like yes please constantly don't ever stop praying for me please (laughs) Uh, so anyway i think (laughs) i just thought of that dumb song don't you forget about me don't Don't you you. oh i totally knew what you were talking about don't 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 okay we're gonna get fcc is gonna copyright laws yeah i i went there too yeah Uh uh-huh Okay. Today I heard a homily today and the priest was talking about, um, what's that called when they, in the Bible where they oh, rend their garments? Rend their garments, yeah. And, tearing them apart. Uh-huh. And I yeah. immediately started thinking about Hawk Smash. Yeah. <laughs> Hawk angry. <laughs> so, you know, some moments I'm thinking about the mystical right, purpose right. of the altar and other times I'm other thinking times about the you, incredible you, Hawk. So. You have a three-year-old. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> on whose constant intercession we rely for unfailing help. Okay. <laughs> Have mercy on us, Lord. Yeah. Okay. Can you remind us, all of us, the year of the Eucharist, and I know why we're doing, but there, there were like four main points of things that you were hoping to glean from this year of the oh, Eucharist. Yeah. Can you remind us what those four things are so we can spend some time refocusing sure. ourselves on Reverence. that? Reverence. Mm-hmm. So we have this attitude that, we're in the presence of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And that we this is actually happening. Like our external actions should reflect what we know internally. So mm-hmm. that's reverence. Um, gratitude. So there's this just kind of like awe and thanksgiving for all that the Lord does for us in the Eucharist and the way he his dwelling is pitched among us, like mm-hmm. his dwelling tents among us. Mm-hmm. Um, intentionality. So when we when we know more about what's happening in Mass, there's this greater intentionality because we're like, okay, this is this is what's happening, right? This is where this offering's happening, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then to witness. 
you know, when you know all of this, it's not just for ourselves to be fed, but it's this, uh, the, the Eucharist is our nourishment to go out into the world and witness to the goodness of, uh, of God. So those four things, intentionality, mm-hmm. reverence, gratitude, witness. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the refresher. Everybody yeah. write that down and be thankful. Oh, we'll probably go over no, it again. We'll go over it again. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else? Time to throw the I dart? Think, I guess so. Probably okay. let's cross this one off the list. Okay. Be careful this time. We had almost an injury last time. We knocked our sound out, didn't we, Grace? She's nodding. Yes, we did. We accidentally knocked our sound out. How did you fix that? I never even asked. Grace had to do some extra editing to fix our our mistake, but we were better this time. Okay, good was job. Is it our mistake or is this mine? It, well, you know. Go ahead. It's, it's Excuse a team. me. No, I don't want to. We're a team. Okay. Ooh, John chapter 16. We're just staying in the gospel of John, I huh? I like that. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Great. Should we pray? I think so. Okay. Maybe I should. Is there a part in particular we could pray from this? No, I better just pray. How about that? Sounds good. Okay, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of our lives and for the gift of your life that you've given us, the life that you came through and through your death and resurrection purchased for us. We ask that you continue to send your Holy Spirit upon us, that you draw us into the depths of your love, that you increase in all of us zeal and heartfelt contrition for our sins, We ask that you continue to lead us and guide us all the days of our lives. For you are Lord forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.